Will a niche JRPG series come back from the brink and rise to its former glory, or is it doomed to fade into obscurity forever? Well, there's no telling what the future holds, but we can certainly reminisce on our time playing the series. Join us now as we discuss the Golden Sun series on the newest episode of Pause and Effect. Please enjoy. everyone and thank you for tuning in to Pause and Effect. I'm your host CJ and joining me this episode are my friends and returning guests Kat and Andrea. Welcome back to the show you two. How are you? Doing very well man. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Kat how about you? Hanging in there you know. Good stuff. Good stuff. By personal and popular request the subject of today's episode will be the Golden Sun franchise. This includes the original Golden Sun on Game Boy Advance, its sequel The Lost Age which is also on Game Boy Advance, and its DS sequel, Dark Dawn. Now then, first impressions. When thinking back on experiences with this series, what has stood out the most to you and why? Um, I guess I guess I'll start. So, I mean, I, I guess the biggest, the biggest thing for me would be the puzzles. Um, Golden Sun, to me, is basically one of the most creative games I've ever played as far as uh, puzzle solving and just sort of the aesthetic quality of solving those puzzles. Uh, Synergy using all the different kinds of synergy to solve puzzles and all the cool effects that they had was, I don't feel like any game before or since has quite done things like Golden Sun has. And every time, like, and even Dark Dawn, which to me doesn't quite stick out as much as the first two games. The reason that game was fun was because of the puzzles. Um, they are typically, you know, they're challenging, but they're not frustrating. Uh, they're very creative, which I already mentioned. And that's kind of it. It's, the puzzles are really what stick out to me. I think for me, it was a combination of the characters and the storyline. Um, I, I definitely agree uh, about the puzzles. Like those, they were fun. They were creative. Um, they, they, you know, were a bit of a head scratcher here and there, but it was never so difficult that it was maddening. Like you could figure it out or, you know, in the early dawn of the internet, uh, you know, you could find some some information about uh, some of those or, you know, back in the old day of the game guides. Um, but I, I think what stood out for me the most was just how well done the character and the ca- the characters in the cast were. Um, it's one of those classic RPGs that has a silent protagonist, and yet he is one of the most expressive silent protagonists I've ever seen. Um, in between his little, you know, exclamation point dot 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 I mean you really did even though there was absolutely no dialogue no words coming from Isaac um, or you know later Matthew um, I felt like it still did such a good job of emoting and expressing what that character was feeling Um, and it was kind of nice to have a protagonist that you just kind of assumed did speak but maybe didn't speak in the same way that some of the other characters did with dialogue or whatnot Um, I think it was also just a fun cast of characters. It was a fun storyline. Uh, the combat was challenging. Just basically the whole game still sticks out in my mind, even all these years later. Um, and gosh, I, I loved the heck out of it back in the day. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of those points, like the characters, the story. I'm going to add in the music as well, because there's even there's some bangers across all three of the games. And not mm-hmm. only that, like even one of those songs even made it into a Smash Brothers. So that's got to mean something. I forgot about that. <laughs> I completely yeah, they, forgot that made it into Smash. 
Yeah, they they had like that that little medley of like Felix's battle theme and the Doom Dragon theme, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly that. But the other thing that I want to point out too is uh, mechanically, it's very sound. Like Andreas said, there's a lot of puzzles in these games that are really thought provoking, and once you solve them, you're like, oh, I got it. But the other thing that really stuck out to me too was the class system because uh, these games probably have the most unique and interesting class changing system I've ever seen, like more so than like Final Fantasy or anything like that. Simply by equipping the uh, genies to your characters, you change their classes, which then changes their synergies and uh, how they function in battle and how they function even outside of battle in a number of different aspects. And you just, you use the genie, oh, you can do summons and stuff like that. And then once you do the summons, oh, you have to wait. And then just being able to mix and match, like, oh, you have like the four different elements, you can mix and match four different elements up to four just to see what um, each character turns out to be. And I thought that was definitely probably one of the more unique ways to uh, do class systems that I wish game companies or indie developers would try to recreate but i've never seen it yeah i i kind of the jinn have like always or jinny you know they've always kind of stayed with me because they were just so cute <laughs> i just wanted one as a pet <laughs> i um, think we all did yeah <laughs> um and i i i loved everything they did with them i loved how you could actually play the game without getting them for the most part like you kind of started out with a few and you know inevitably came across a couple as you were traversing the world map, but I liked that you could beat the entire game without getting all of them, Um, but it added so much to the game if you did go out and put the effort into, you know, traversing maybe those odd locations or ones where you're like, this is really suspicious because there's nothing here, but oh, hey, look, new little friend just popped up. Um, Yeah, you're right. I I love the elemental system in this and the class system. Yeah, there were there were so many classes in the game that you really couldn't possibly try them all on one playthrough without like mm-hmm. wasting, you know, like 20 hours just messing oh, yeah. around the menus. But that that coupled with the fact that, you know, each character kind of has his or her own strengths that, you know, you just play around with all sorts of different combinations. Like, dude, when I first found out that there was a ninja class in the first game, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is the, this is the best. And that's, and that's actually where, so like my username that I use the most is GS Ninja, right? And that stands for Golden Sun Ninja. And I oh. remember when I was, I remember when I was first trying to come up with the name. Originally, it was going to be GS Lord because Isaac was my favorite character. Lord was his uh, highest class in the first Golden Sun. Around the same time, I started getting obsessed with Naruto, obsessed with ninjas. And I found out there was a ninja class in the game. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going with GS Ninja. That sounds a hell of a lot better. And I've been, <laughs> I, I've been sticking with that name. And I've been sticking with that name ever since. Um, but yeah, the, the, the class system is dope. Um, and, and there are so many different Ginny, so many ways of using them. Um, the first two games, you know, people have said it before, but like graphically, you know, just no, you, you never saw anything like that on like mm-hmm. a handheld gaming device, right? And it's just catastrophe judgment eclipse Mm -hmm. like oh my god all those things like so cool it was gorgeous absolutely like watching those summons was like the best part of those battles like not just because they did a ton of damage but just watching the graphics like flow across the screen in kind of that slightly pixelated style oh makes my heart (laughs) swoon i loved that so much yeah and even when uh dark dawn did the shift to 3d summons i'm like oh this Mm -hmm. is still just as cool yep yeah, they had that. What was the name of that one? Uh, they had a new summoner in that game that was kind of like a chandelier dragon. 
I, I forget its name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. God, I wish I remember. Dim Dragon? Crystal Lux? Crystal Lux. That's, that's it. it. I may or may not have Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right I was time. about to. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 was, that was a little, the, little like short silence right there. We're just like, wait, where's Google? <laughs> <laughs> This is why it helps to have double or triple monitors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, I forgot how pretty this dragon is. Oh gosh, yeah, this just was... makes me want to replay the game. <laughs> yeah. I, I found my I found my old uh, I found my old uh, GBASP and DS recently. I actually popped oh. in the first Golden Sun and I started replaying that. Um, I was a little disappointed in myself. I used to know the first two games just like inside and out, where all the mm-hmm. Jenny were everything. And I'm playing the first game, and for like the first time in my life, I actually had to sit there and think, <laughs> okay, where, where was, uh, you know, like I do meet Flint at the beginning, right? Like I, the fact that I actually had to think about it was like, wow, what kind of Golden Sun fan am I? <laughs> <laughs> I do got to replay uh, the last stage at some point because it's the only mm-hmm. game that I've never finished. Really? I got up to the final boss and I kept getting mm. my ass kicked. And me as a kid, I'm just like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I I get it. I get it. I'm at the same point with Dragon Quest Nine too. I want to replay that too. Oh. I'm with oh. you on Baton Kaitos. I'm stuck on that final fight. Have been for years. <laughs> <laughs> I've still never played that game, but I really want to. But trying to find a physical copy of it is Jesus Christ. Is it really that hard? Yeah. Like oh. I think I think the cheapest copy I found on eBay was like $120. Holy smokes. I could be wrong oh. about that, but I'm just like, damn. Oh. Highly recommend if you can find a copy. <laughs> Maybe or, not Golden Sun, but you know. Or if I can just find a ROM and emulate it, that's probably also fine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Most of the GameCube era stuff is is out there. Yeah. Okay. Um so I think we can all agree at some point that JRPGs are a dime a dozen these days, but each one has their own unique quirks and conventions that keep people invested. What do you think it is about Golden Sun that keeps slash kept people invested? And do you think this series has withstood the test of time? Ooh. Uh, go ahead. Uh, if, if you've got a good sure. answer, go I, a short answer um, if Dark Dawn is any indication, as is, no, it has not. Um, mm-hmm. And part of the reason I feel that way is because part of what made Golden Sun, the first two games, um, as unique as they were, uh, mainly, I think, was the graphical capabilities at the time and kind of how much they wowed us, you know, back in 2001, 2003. Um, and everything was fresh at that time, right? The class system, the Ginny, uh, the synergy, the way they did puzzles, everything was fresh. Um, but then you fast forward, you know, took seven years between, um, between the Lost Age and Dark Dawn to come out. And, you know, you still have a very traditional, you know, turn-based battle system that already in 2010 was becoming very outdated. Uh, the puzzles were still cool, but, you know, they didn't necessarily do anything to make them seem any different than what they were before. Uh, the story kind of took a downturn. The the characters, I mean, the infamous thing about Dark Dawn, you know, is somebody says something, everybody in your party has to react, right? And then another person says mm-hmm. something and everybody has to have mm-hmm. some sort of reaction to it. Um, and then that game ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And that, that I, I was kind of worried for the future of the franchise even then, because it definitely seemed like it, it was fresh and everybody who started with it loved it. But then Dark Dawn came out it was disappointing, I think, to a lot of previous fans, and it didn't really do anything to kind of wow a whole lot of 
people to kind of bring him into the series. Um, so while the third game did end on a cliffhanger and there's just, I, I guess, you know, there, I, you can all never say never. Right. Um, but unless Camelot really does something to innovate the franchise, I'm a little skeptical really to see where it goes from here. And that's yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I think the first two games have held up so well over time, even, I mean, admittedly, like if you compared them to a game that came out in the last few years, like there's obviously going to be a pretty big gap between those just from a technology standpoint, from a design standpoint, there's certainly been, you know, especially with the, the dawn of indie games, which, you know, have exploded over the last say five or six years. Um, there's just certain things that, at the time it was so uh such a perfect example of like what could be done and how st good storytelling could be done how good puzzles could be done combat etc um but uh exactly to your point unfortunately when uh dark dawn came out i i remember how excited i was when they announced it and i was almost in tears because yeah. i was like oh yes they're bringing it back like this is going to be great and i sat down and played it and my heart broke a little bit. So it was like, this is <laughs> this is not the experience I remember. This is not, you know, the characters that I fell in love with. This is not the storyline that I was kind of expecting. And Camelot's done good work before, certainly. Um, but I I suspect that it had just been too long of a gap between when two had come out and then when Dark Dawn came out. The franchise was certainly still there. There were still definitely fans of it, but just that gap, it was just too big. Like they, Dark Dawn needed to come out with a better storyline, uh, you mm -hmm. know, two or three years after the last game, after Lost Age. And I, as much as I want to see how this franchise would end, I'm also really scared that it would just be an, a bigger letdown than Dark Dawn. Yeah, and and for, for all the listeners, um... I don't think Dark Dawn is necessarily a bad game. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was worth, but I think I beat the game I, in like 22 hours, I think was my final. Yeah, yeah uh, it, took, that was a, it took me like 20 hours, two days. Yeah, it's a pretty shorter, it's a much shorter from what I remember than the other two, but. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it, you come in with the expectation that it's going to be like the first two games. It's mm -hmm. it's a good, it's it's a good game, but yeah, it, it just doesn't hold up to the legacy that the first two games kind of kind of set up for us yeah yeah everything you guys just said i'm pretty sure like yeah exactly those things there's a reason why og golden sun and the lost stage are looks back on a lot more fondly than dark dawn not to say like andrea just said that dark dawn is a bad game but at the same time like i can remember my own frustrations with dark dawn and how like even though it did some cool things, like for example, we have a werewolf character now, which was kind of funny. But at the yeah, but at the oh, same man, time, I forgot about that. See what I mean? <laughs> at the same time, like you can remember details of like games that oh, maybe you didn't like as much compared to the other games in the series, but maybe in my case, when it comes to the first two games. Even though I remember bits and pieces, like the majority of the experience is all a blur. And I'm pretty sure that's a testament to like how much I was just like so absorbed and focused and trying to enjoy myself, even despite my frustrations with the puzzles as a little kid. But I'm sure like there is probably reasons why like OG Golden Sun and The Lost Age can be downloaded to Wii U through the eShop and not Dark Dawn. Mm -hmm. 
And also like Dark Dawn too, like it seemed to be setting up like it did stop on a this giant cliffhanger like, oh, are Isaac and Garrett dead? Like we need to know. And it's been 12 years and still no answers. <laughs> but I think, but the thing that I think really helped the first two games withstand the test of time is like, oh, the second game starts immediately after the first you get to uh, link the games together and get a couple different bonuses here and there mm-hmm. regarding um, like story bits and lore and like extra genies and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I think the lack of that with Dark Dawn really also contributed to what hurt it. Yeah. And also, I just I just realized this now, like right, right before we started this, uh, we, were, we were talking about how Golden Sun came out in 2001. This series is over two decades old. Oh, gosh. It just struck <laughs> me like like I said 2001 and like as as you guys were talking, I looked at the date on my computer and I see 2022. I'm like, oh, my God, wait a second. <laughs> like, that brings me back. Like, I was nine when this game first came out and I just turned 30. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I think the nostalgia is like very, very much real mm-hmm. here. I think that was what they were shooting for when Dark Dawn came out, where they were like, it was so heavily reliant on that nostalgia rather than just making a good game by itself. I think they were relying a little bit too heavily on just the expectation that folks who missed the Golden Sun games, the, the first two, um, were going to come back and pretty much regardless, I think we're going to play Dark Dawn. If you enjoyed anything about the first two, it was like, okay, this is a revival. This is great. But it's just kind of like, what every other (laughs) what film is doing what you know other video game franchises are doing there's some franchises that have been around for 25 30 40 years at this point so uh, i i do suspect that that was a little bit of the background behind dark dawn but i'd still like to know how it ends (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) yeah we need we need closure right just even a little like a comic or an anime or like something <laughs> just give us our ending please like could you imagine like an advent children's style oh, like oh my god yes isaac and felix leading the leading oh. rest of the cast against oh. whatever like whatever oh four or five headed dragon it's gonna be all right camelot <laughs> where where is this camelot <laughs> guys come on <laughs> I, I I just I was like like excited myself a little bit just thinking about that like oh shit let's let's do it yeah all right so we just need animators we need the voice yeah. cast you know we we got this how hard could it be yeah exactly <laughs> we just need we just need funding that's all we need yeah just that that might be the well you know what though I can guarantee you if we had like a proof of concept and we put that on Kickstarter it would get funded. Until the like, Nintendo I, ninjas take it down. Well, yeah, but that Nintendo's gonna do that no matter what. So <laughs> yeah. why, why don't why don't we uh, why don't we plead our case with uh, Elon Musk? I mean, he, he's, 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 about to, he's about to listen, listen, listen. He's about to drop like forty one billion dollars on Twitter. Like he's got to have something left over to fund this little project. Right? Like, I kind come of on, love dude. that, and I, I would love. I, I, go I ahead. I want to see that. I'm, I was just saying, I want to see that now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would love like if there were like some indie uh, animators who were just starting to kind of break into their own some indie voice actors like it wouldn't necessarily have to be, you know, on the level of like Advent Children as much as I would love to see that. <laughs> I, I think it'd just be really a really fun project like just to do kind of an animatic or something like that. So Nintendo, if you hear this, 
if we decide to move forward with this, please don't take it down. Like support <laughs> this. You haven't given us an ending to Dark Dawn yet. Like just let us have this. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I think this one small thing. I think we can end the episode there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just our plea to Nintendo to send this yeah. as a, uh, a call to arms. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Absolutely. Okay. Um, like, retrospectively and retroactively looking back, like, is there anything about the series, positive or negative, that you would have changed for the better given the chance to do so? If so, why? Well, Dark Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, could you could you imagine the first two games if when he killed an enemy, the next person didn't just defend <laughs> <laughs> and just like actually oh. attack the, attack the next available enemy? That great. game would have been so much faster. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, and I mean, you know, considering remakes have been like all the rage for the past decade in gaming, like, mm-hmm. why not remake those games with like updated mechanics or something? Like, that'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I guess a little bit more to that question. Um, I suppose the the big improvement that I can think of that kind of comes off the top of my head is maybe just shortening the length of conversations and dialogue. Because as excellent as the first two games were, this was that that was just an issue across the whole series. Because interesting story, interesting exposition, but ultimately, when I'm playing a video game, I want to be playing the game. I'd want to sit down for twenty minutes listening to an entire conversation doesn't matter if it's about Lemuria and how relevant that was towards the history of Wayard. I want to play the game. <laughs> you, you, you can't have conversations lasting that long. And it's just something that JRPGs as a whole still kind of struggle a little bit, depending on the game. Um, but Golden Sun in particular has definitely suffered through just these really text heavy scenes and they could definitely do with making them a little bit shorter. I can agree with that. And in that, in that same sense too, like, cause Dark Dawn was especially egregious of this, like, come on, not every character needs to get their two cents in whenever something happens. <laughs> what? Like, exclamation please. point? <laughs> like, please, not all nine of the party members, and I'm including uh, Creighton in that, like, <laughs> not everyone needs to say something all at once. Please just let the people who are most applicable to this keep talking and please let everyone else shut the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that gets me heated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, I, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else. Yeah. I, um, I really enjoyed all of the dialogue from the games from what I remember. Although I can guarantee you if I played them now, like 20 years later, I likely would agree with your point. Um, especially given like there's a lack of time now, you know, I think all all of us are, you know, doing work or doing projects or whatever. And like, I just don't have time anymore to dedicate, except for Fire Emblem, to dedicate like 40 Mm -hmm. hours to a bunch of dialogue that sometimes is irrelevant or just really didn't advance the story or advance character um, uh, interactions or anything like that. But I think if of I think as you had said like positive or negative you know something CJ remind me something to keep around was that the question uh no what would you change what would I change got it sorry brain brain went off uh here for a second there oh good um I think I probably would have changed um the way that a few maps were set up and perhaps where 
as much as I loved the exploration in these games, it became very difficult to find the last few uh, Dijin uh, as the game went on and I would get frustrated. I remember as a kid, I was always like, oh my gosh, FOMO, I'm afraid I'm going to miss this Dijin. I'm walking out of this area. I can guarantee you there's another one floating around in the middle of nowhere on this world map. Um, like, I think it's something that you see in like old Final Fantasy games and a lot of old JRPGs where there's not great direction in terms of like you as the player don't really know what the next step is, um, which is, you know, where quest systems and mission uh, map indicators, that sort of thing. And I don't remember, frankly, I don't remember if Golden Sun did a ton of that. I don't remember that being the case. You had a tendency to just walk into a town and then sometimes a cutscene would happen. Um, so I think I probably would have liked to have seen a little bit more direction uh, and a little bit more of a changed uh, UI in that respect. But genuinely, I think if any major changes were made to the first two games, I do think it would be a different experience. And I don't know if I would want that as a player. I might be there. They definitely, I feel like when Camelot made these games, there was definitely, excuse me, there felt like there was an expectation that you would explore like every nook and cranny, every step of the way. And even with people who have like that much time on their hands, it gets a little tiring after a while and you just mm -hmm. kind of want to flow through the game and, and sort of enjoy it at least every now and again. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the gin thing definitely was an issue. Like after, like every playthrough from the second playthrough, or at least starting with the second playthrough, that's when I would like look up a guide uh -huh. to see what I missed. <laughs> and then like, I would be looking at like, you know, old, old game facts, like those old mm -hmm. um, guides. And I'm just like, how much did I miss? <laughs> Like, well, right. like, what the hell? <laughs> the funny well, thing was, like, I had strategy guides for the games that I did have, and I would constantly be, uh, uh, what's the word, like, reading into them just to see, like, oh, can I get everything? And even then, like, what made me slightly upset was uh, The Lost Age, because ironically, I played that before the first Golden Sun, so I didn't have uh, the connectivity thing, and they're like, oh, I'm missing out on like five or six gin because I don't get, uh, like I didn't connect my game to like the older game in the series. And I'm like, oh, come on. And then, yeah. the, and then the other one too was, I recognized when I was playing Dark Dawn that I missed out on a couple different things, but because I was at the point where like, oh, the eclipse is happening. There's like half of the map is just covered up with like some weird eclipse Mm -hmm. and I'm playing through it and I'm going back to the places where I missed gin so that I could grab them and I recognize oh I can't actually go back to this to these some of these areas that mm -hmm. I missed they're like completely walled off to me now so I missed out on like three gin because of that Ooh, yeah because that if I remember right that map started locking itself off uh as the game progressed didn't it yeah, yeah. I think, the, I think it yeah. had it had like two, maybe two like points of no return that you had to be aware of that you mm -hmm. wouldn't be if you played the game the first time. <laughs> yeah, original yeah. Golden Sun is like that. Dark Dawn is especially egregious of that. The Lost Age, not so much because the moment you get the wings, it's like for the ship is like, oh, I can go back to all these places now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think the first Golden Sun ever prevented you. I don't think there was ever a point where you couldn't go back and find all the gin though, right? Maybe I'm misremembering. I I, I, I like at, at the very least. Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, go for it. I was gonna say because the only, like, obviously, like Soul Sanctum at the beginning of the game, like, I, obviously that got walled off. 
at right afterwards, but otherwise I can't really think of, maybe I just don't remember any other points. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of dig, digging through my memory after, you know, frankly, 20 years of not playing <laughs> Golden Sun. <laughs> um, but I, I remember that you did have to go back to certain points because you didn't have the right, um, uh, was it the Syn- synergies? Synergy, yeah. Yeah. Where you'd have to get, you know, a new party member or you'd have to find how to use the new synergy or you'd have to, you know, improve something or other. Um, which I know did wall off some Jin from the very, at least from the beginning, like you could see one, you know, beyond a cliff or something. You're like, all right, how do I get there? And, you know, you'd have to figure it out. But yeah, I, I genuinely don't remember uh, if GS1 uh, did any lock offs or anything. Yeah, they definitely had some weird. And like, again, you you would not know these if you didn't have a guide or or, or you were just like, or you just had literally all the time in the world and you would just <laughs> periodically go back to all the places you were visited before, right? Like I remember in Vault, you know, like the city you visit right after mm-hmm. uh, Vale. Once you get Reveal, you could go to the south part of the town and use Reveal on like, it, it, and it, it would show an entrance and you could use Frost and stuff like that to kind of get through this cave. And then you would get, it was either like, I think it was a Venus Jenny in the town. Mm-hmm. But like, how could you possibly know that after you get reveal? <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's like after getting Mind Reader, it's like, okay, this is like one of those things where it's like it opens up like a whole new dimension of the game. But like, do you really expect me to go back and Mind Reader everybody <laughs> or like use reveal on everything? It's like, what the hell? <laughs> I will say, though, it does at least reward you for it. Like it, oh, it totally. could have gone the route of like, oh, well, you know, you just got these eight new amazing abilities and you've just spent four hours backtracking to, you know, a city that you visited at the very beginning of the game and womp womp, nothing for you here. But <laughs> I mean, at least the game was like, okay, we know you might come back here. So here's a reward if you do. Although making that one of the Jin was kind of not great, uh, especially because yeah. you really, you could beat the final boss without all of them, of course, but it made it so much easier if you had yeah. all of them. Yeah, Camelot, Camelot definitely wanted you to like invest a lot of time, which mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was, I mean, they're great games. Like, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I also really like on the topic of reveal. I like the fact that um, when you use it over barrels and stuff, they would shine if there was an item mm-hmm. in them, uh, which I just thought was like a really nice little touch, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Made it so that, you know, you didn't feel like you were missing out on a lot of things. Like the game, again, the game re- reminded you like, yep, there's more se- secrets and hidden things. You just have to come <laughs> find them. Have fun. <laughs> oh, by the way, really quickly, I want to kind of backtrack here you're, when you were talking about stuff that stood out to me. For some reason in the first game, uh, Colossa is, has always been something that I was obsessed with. I don't know what it is about it. It was just 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 something about the whole concept of like gladiators and like parsing out your characters who can like cheat and use synergy to like move an obstacle here to make it easier for Isaac to like go across all the obstacles and then fight his opponent. Oh, I completely oh, yeah. forgot about Colosso. Like that was super freaking cool. It, it, was, it was one of those things that I think like really epitomized like what Golden Sun uh-huh. was about. Yeah, because it 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 was, if I remember correctly, it was completely optional, right? Like you didn't have to do it. I think so. Yeah. Okay. But it rewarded you pretty heavily if you did uh, like participate from what I recall. Mm-hmm. I do also remember yeah. in that same vein, like some something similar to Colosso was the uh, Shaman Village gauntlet run in Lost Age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that got you the, the hover. I think that got you the hover gem afterwards. It might have. I don't quite remember what you got at the end, but I'm just like, 
okay, you go across this weird gauntlet, and if you just so happen to win, you get a little bit of an edge over an insanely hard boss fight, but that mm-hmm. about covers it. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool too. Like Moapa and his two knights, I think I spent a month on that. <laughs> Oof. I do remember fighting Poseidon a number of times. I think in this or the was it Poseidon the the boss in like the, oh fucking hell that in, in, water in the, area in the Sea of Time yeah yeah right oh my gosh I I think I was actually on a flight to Hawaii if I remember correctly <laughs> and I was my batteries were dying because of course this was in the age of you know you had two double A's in there and if they died if all they was died, lost you're screwed. Yep, and I was so close to beating him, and I could see my little red light indicator being like, "Hey, FYI, your batteries are dying." I was in almost in tears, going, "I <laughs> it has taken me so long to get to this point. Don't you dare die on me!" <laughs> oh, I know that feeling. What cracks me up is that the GBA at one point released uh, like this little, uh, I guess, like lithium ion pack where like it replaced the batteries and it was rechargeable, and that was like the first instance of like. <laughs> rechargeable anything i ever remember having with my electronics mm. and i thought that was like the coolest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening by the way this is 20 years ago like, things were very different back then <laughs> back yeah, the in world- our day we didn't really have rechargeable batteries <laughs> the world is so much different now and we're all old as fuck but all we have are our memories <laughs> thanks for the memories <laughs> I think one other thing that I like remember happening, especially with Dark Dawn, because that was the weird thing is like, oh, they have all of these optional dungeons that you can get to at the end of the game just to be like, oh, yeah, you can go here, get a bunch of summons and uh, or at least like endgame summons if some things are giving you trouble. Like I tried to get them for uh, Doom Dragon in the Lost Age and it's and I still didn't win, (laughs) but (laughs) But the one thing I remember in Dark Dawn was uh, you can fight Star Magicians super early. Like, I think I was level 32 when I challenged him accidentally. Mm-hmm. And I ended up fucking winning. <laughs> and like, this guy's supposed to be endgame. You need to be at least level 50 for this. And I still ended up winning and I power leveled all the way up to level 48 from winning Jeez. that fight. and i'm like what in the world like did i actually win or is this game too easy like i think that's another thing i'd retroactively change about dark dawn like can the game be a little harder as opposed to like as opposed to like lost age take and like even og golden sun taking me years to get to the final boss and then like dark dawn it takes me like what 20 hours like come on those games were punishing. I mean, yes. it, if you could, if you really wanted to grind like uh, pretty effectively in GS, GS2 from what I remember, mm-hmm. but even grinding that didn't guarantee anything. You could be 20 levels ahead of an enemy and they could still kick your ass if they tried hard enough. Um, you know, that's where your summons came in. That's where your your class uh, class choices made a difference, but Still, ultimately, those games were, I would say, far more challenging than um, than the final uh, GS game. Ironically, that's the exact beef I have with Octopath Traveler. Really? Yes. And okay. ironically, that that segues perfectly into my next question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, it's like you planned this. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, are there any other JRPGs that you might recommend to people looking for an experience similar to Golden Sun? 
Because I would say um, Octopath is one of them, simply on the basis of how the game plays and how its uh, class system works. And while not necessarily a uh, JRPG, I would also qualify uh, Code Vein under that, which is Bandai oh. Namco's uh, Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm at the end now, and I'm just slow going with it. But oh. <laughs> but the class change system in it, I'm like, oh, this seems like even I know this is a Souls game, but this feels very reminiscent of Golden Sun. At least to me, it does. Hmm. Uh, for me, for me personally, Golden Sun, yes, I, I just spoke a lot about how unique it is. So it's hard for me to find something that kind of compares. But I think because also of how traditional it is as far as its mechanics and sort of the way the story is told as well, um, for people who either like Golden Sun or want to taste of something similar to Golden Sun, I have to point them to something a little bit more retro, like Breath of Fires 1 and 2. Oh, for wow. Um, yeah. Oh, that brings me back. Oh. Like, <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, like, when you think of, like, the great JRPGs of the GBA and sort of, like, before that, I think those are some, like, the truly timeless games because the JRPG formula really hasn't changed a whole lot when you think mm-hmm. about it compared to, a whole, like, a lot of other genres. Um, partly because of like because of the way they do world building, the, the part of the partly because like there's they so heavily like lean on narrative, um, mm-hmm. and character design, and the battle systems are typically just fun, right? And they tend to hold up the test of time. So if you want to if you want to try a game like Golden Sun, you want to try a JRPG, maybe even from the SNES era that kind of holds up because you'll find a lot of similarities as far as like the way the the uh, the games are told um the battle systems like the kind of attacks like there's always like strength based magic based a lot i felt like there's a lot of similarity there so like i would always suggest breath of fire um even chrono trigger to an extent Mm, um let me think uh i was gonna say secret of mana but not really Um, yeah i I would final fantasy final fantasy 4 okay If, if we're looking for like really a specific recommendation um I think it would be is a great game for any Golden Sun fan. Um, if for some reason you haven't played Final Fantasy IV, which is one of the greatest games of all time in my opinion. Oh, oh my! Um, but not as good as Golden I mean, Sun, of course. But I mean, know. I'm inclined. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with that, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my opinion. That's tricky uh, because I think I'm looking at it more from a perspective of if you liked Golden Sun's story, uh, some games that I would probably suggest as opposed to maybe similarity in gameplay um as we kind of mentioned earlier bat and kaitos uh i think is one of those quirky odd games from that time period where developers were trying to figure out how do we do a new battle system and still kind of maintain this true to form for lack of a better word uh to kind of jrpgs of the time and it has a little bit of a similarity to Golden Sun in terms of just how good the storyline is, how well it's told, uh, kind of a unique cast of characters. Um, but from a gameplay perspective, it's fairly different, especially when since the combat system is based on like a numerical card-based system, whereas obviously Golden Sun is you know turn-based with more traditional JRPG elements. Um, but again, looking at it purely from a uh, storyline perspective, I think. Um, 
Fire Emblem, uh, any, well, not anything in the Fire Emblem series, but um, certainly things in like Three Houses, if we're talking about a more modern game uh, with kind of that free roam aspect to Three Houses. Um, and again, from a storyline perspective, I think those are both very strong uh, candidates, but I definitely agree with uh, Breath of Fire from way back in the day, Breath of Fire 1 and 2, um, a lot of the early Final Fantasy games. Um, it's, it is interesting to kind of hear those talked about like as a retroactive or as like a, a blast from the past for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, because unfortunately I do think a lot of them suffer from the same issues, uh, from games of that era with, you know, UI issues, with, uh, mapping issues, direction issues, um, which, uh, have definitely improved in some ways and have gotten worse in others. Um, so I think, you know, purely from a gameplay perspective, definitely some of the, the RPGs of that era, um, especially the ones that have aged well, like the breath games, uh, would be excellent choices. Yeah, I guess I've never actually played the, either of the breath of the fire games or any of them for that matter. Ooh. Cause there's like, I hear, so I need I, I've only, sorry, I've only played the first two games. Um, I hear breath of fire Four. a lot of people like to lob that as the best one in the series. Um, which I think might have been for PlayStation, PlayStation Two, if I'm not mistaken. I'm um, looking at it. Uh, it was it was released on was PS1. Yep. Gotcha. And and I, there was a Windows version, but it was only in uh, Japan and Europe. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I hear I hear that's the best one in the series. I mean, a lot of people, or at least one of the best in the series, which blows my mind because the first two games for me were just so fucking well done. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, now that I think about it, um, I think Tales games might kind of oh, fall into this yeah. little. Um, You're right. It, it maybe maybe not the most recent ones. I feel like those have mm-hmm. kind of diverged, like, like gameplay wise, a little bit. But really, I mean, I think you could play any of them, and it's like if you just like a good fantasy game with just like top notch gameplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really need to look any further. Um, Completely agree. Abyss to this day is one of my favorite games of all time and will still make me cry. And I've played it through multiple times and seen the anime a bajillion times. <laughs> Wait, which one? Tales of the Abyss. Oh, Abyss. Nice. Mm-hmm. For, for, for me, that it's... I've played like three Tales games and I have not liked any of them. Well, it depends on which ones. Yes. You're on the spot here. Tales of Arise, <laughs> Tales of Symphonia 2, and I, I wouldn't say I don't like it. It's just I got kind of stuck and I've never gone back to it. It was the 3DS port of Tales in the Abyss. If you tell me where you are, I can tell you how to get out of it. <laughs> I have I, the game memorized. <laughs> I got stuck. I got stuck in the mine. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk, CJ. I can. We'll I can. I can give you a hand. <laughs> yeah, you're down in uh, Exarius, right? I think so. Yeah, I know exactly where you're at. I can help you out. <laughs> I mean, either that or I may just end up restarting anyway because it's been like that's, eight years. I was going to say that's probably not a bad idea given Exer- you're at, without spoiling anything for the greater audience, Exerioth is a major point in the game. So mm-hmm. uh, starting over just so that you have the context of like the beginning of it, it's probably not a bad idea. Or if you really don't want to play it, anime is fantastic. So uh, it's one of the few video game animes I've watched that didn't want me having had me tearing my hair out. So you know, <laughs> that works. Uh, what was your favorite uh, uh, Tales of game? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. 
Well, for me, um, probably has to go to Vesperia. Really? Um, okay. Vesperia, okay. I think, was 100%. And it, it, it just narrowly beats out Symphonia for me. Okay. Um, partly because of how they handle Yuri as a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very much... And it is not just that he broke the norms or anything. It's not like some contrived, like edgy reason like that. It's just, <laughs> it, it was, it was such a, it, like, it wasn't just that it was different. It was like, he was slightly older than like the typical JRPG protagonist, you know, like 21 compared to like Yuji was like 16, 17 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole idea of like, you know, his sense of justice, what, what justice meant to him compared to his childhood friend, Flynn. Mm-hmm. Like they were both right. And to an extent, you know, they're both wrong. The way they built their story sort of around these two childhood friends and their idea of like what's right and what's wrong is just, was just so refreshing and, and just very well done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just the battles were great. The bosses were awesome. Like fighting some of those like giant beasts out in the world was awesome. Um, I also love some of the weapon designs in that game. I don't know what it was oh, yeah. about them. Um, but yeah, I would say like my top three would be Vesperia, Symphonia, and probably Tales of Hearts. Um, actually really? import, actually imported uh, the original DS version because it never came out in the States. And right. so of course mm. I had to like, because I, I was able to play through the game without a guide. And then it went into like the world map. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So I, I, <laughs> I sort of had to like sit down next to a computer to just like, because <laughs> there's there no way I would have figured it out. I don't, I don't, I don't know Japanese. So, um, but then like, reading up on a story and that like that game was also awesome it was on a 2d plane very much like the uh, like the original like tales of fantasia like older tales mm-hmm. games um and that was another game that i fell in love with really just because of the battle system and the graphics mm-hmm. um and i think they remade it for the p it was either the psp or the ps vita i think they remade it they i actually think it localized was the vita. It as well i think it was for the vita yeah, yeah. so unfortunately i never played that if they ever release that on steam bandai namco <laughs> i'm saying this right now i will give you my money <laughs> I feel like this has just been a plea to both Nintendo and Bandai Namco to be like, all right, guys, look, <laughs> we promise we will give you our money. Just, you know, give us, give us a hand here. Yeah, Golden Sun Tales games. I mean, look, we clearly, we clearly value quality <laughs> in video games. Like, right. can you help us out a little bit? Right. <sighs> if only. <laughs> if only. One other thing that I will add in terms of uh, recommendations to people is simply in terms of like, how you can build characters to be like whatever they want or however you want them to be. Uh, any game in the Legend of Heroes franchise. Now mm. I could go I could go on and on about that, but I invite anybody who's listening to this to check out the two episodes I did for the Legend of Heroes <laughs> Trails of Cold Steel <laughs> one and two that are both an hour and a half long each. Oh my. Oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and, and before ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> But yeah, just just go check those out. Because if mm-hmm. I if I start raving about them, we're going to be here another two hours. <laughs> okay, well, so, goes to show you that those games are good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, which do you think seems more likely, Golden Sun Four, a Golden Sun spiritual successor, or a reboot of the first game, potentially the first two games? Reboot. Reboot. Yeah, just kind of like what we were saying earlier, there's been this heavy trend of re-releasing games or like, you know, releasing the XYZ final, final, super cut, awesome version uh, of a lot of like classic RPGs. Um, either that or they're getting released on the, uh, like the Nintendo, um, the the Switch thing where- Nintendo you know, Online. Yeah, thank you. If you're a subscriber, you know, you get access to all that stuff. 
Um, I think if there's enough of a, if they're, if they think there's enough support for it, um, I think we could see a re-release or at least, you know, a slightly improved graphic situation version of Golden Sun and of Lost Age. I don't know if we would see a remake of Dark Dawn just because A, it's a slightly newer game, uh, but B, it didn't do nearly as well as the first two. Um, I, I think we'd, we'd be more likely to see a port than anything else. Would you be interested in seeing a uh, HD 2D remake of the two games? Um, that's tricky uh, because I, I fell in love so much with the way that the original games functioned and played and their art style that I think for me, I would rather see them stick with kind of the classic design uh, in terms of like the artwork. Um, there's definitely some improvements that I would like to see, particularly some of the battle combat stuff, mm-hmm. um, as well as, like I said before, some of the UI stuff. But in general, I think for me, from a nostalgia perspective and as a previous player, I think I would rather see it be a little bit more true to form as opposed to kind of building off of what they've already made and completely changing the graphical interface or completely changing just like the feel of the original game because I think they captured that so well in the first two yeah I get that yeah and then the the first two games were also 3d um so switching to hd 2d so switching to hd 2d especially when you have to consider certain um like especially summon animations and graphics Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think HD2D necessarily works uh, with the way they, I, I mean, it could, um, but I, th- I think it is a feel thing um, to sort of keep it 3D and maybe clean, clean it up a bit without making it too, without modernizing it too much mm-hmm. to an extent, you know, um, and to more directly answer your question about like those three choices, I agree that a reboot would be most likely. I think it also makes the most business sense mm-hmm. uh, because as we touched on before, who, like, what's the Golden Sun fan base right now, right? It's people <laughs> who played the games in the past yeah, who are nostalgic about the games and enjoy them in the past. And then like some people who are just like, hey, these guys once said like when Brawl was about to come out that Isaac should be in Smash. Let's put Isaac in Smash because they don't have any better ideas. That's the Golden Sun fan base right now. So I think a reboot would be probably the smartest choice for Camelot to sort of like float, like either re-release or reboot of the first game out there to gauge interest in the series. Um, It's their safest option because they know that the people who like the game really like the game. And it has enough of a reputation where people who have heard about this game who you know, don't have a Game Boy Advance or just don't really want to play an emulator can actually get a, get their hands on like a clean remaster of like this mm-hmm. fantastic game. Um, and then depending on that reaction, I think they can go from there. So I think that's what we're going to see. Um, although if Camelot tomorrow decides to announce Golden Sun 4, I'm also not going to complain. So yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Camelot, if you are listening, uh, <laughs> we, we will not say no to a f- number four. Just putting that out there just in case. Hold, hold on I'm, I'm making a list of all our all our demands right here <laughs> <laughs> so uh when you send out that email can you just yes on it you know we'll we'll back you up you know yeah. like we got the funding dude please we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do anything camelot 
it's like that one it's like that one joke i remember seeing from a sony e3 conference like hi i'm an eight-year-old girl and i want to see like a remaster of grim fandango because i've always wanted to play it and it was tim schaefer that wrote it yeah that sounds about right <laughs> but yeah like, if there was going to be a like a new game be it like sequel spiritual successor remaster like is there anything you'd hope to see in like any of these cases, like anything new, returning, got completely revamped? Like what's your ideal scenario for this sort of thing? Judgment turns into a Gundam <laughs> for Isaac. <laughs> I would play and, the and shit he, out of that game. And Alex has his own, like he takes over the wise one, turns into like some freaking weird ass like rock monster. <laughs> they duke it out in like this final like, kaiju versus jaeger <laughs> like style battle at the end God, that would what, be fun. what was that one ds game uh lunar nights it almost reminds me of that oh uh, wow made by the boktai team i don't think i've heard of that i've so, heard of it i've never played it so like you're it's like a game done by the boktai team that's like a spiritual successor to Boktai, the sun is in your hand. That's why this sounds mm. familiar. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah. you're playing, but you're playing as um as like this vampire that controls like dark, like darkness element, and then a vampire hunter who controls like the light element. You're going around collecting different elements in order to like kill all the vampires, either out of revenge or out of duty. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, this is cheesy as fuck. <laughs> but then, like, like, the game is cool up until, like, the end of every boss battle forces you to, like, go like go into space in a spaceship and kill aliens with the new element you just got. Like, uh -huh. alien spaceships that are piloted by vampires, keep that in mind. That's so cool. And I'm just like, what? Yeah in the fuck is happening wait I'm i kind on... of love alien vampires though wait i'm on ebay right now let me see how much this thing costs. <laughs> oh, i man. still i i think i still have my copy of boktai from way back in the day but i hated the game because of the sunlight element and i was like oh i have mm. to be outside to play this wait i don't like outside that's where like bugs and stuff are i don't want to be out here <laughs> You, you, you don't want you don't want to go out and touch grass just to be able no to play games. <laughs> no it was like i purposely stay indoors where i don't have to go outside to play video games excuse me you're, you're, you're telling me to walk outside my room excuse right. me right i was like wait there's an outside is that what that light stuff is that's not yeah. a lamp I, huh. I look at my i look at my i looked at my left and like i see my backyard through my window i'm just like <laughs> what am i looking at what's that green stuff wait is that what they call a tree Oh, I've always wondered what they looked like because I've only seen them in video games. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 at the risk of outing myself as like a total psychopath. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I, I would say though, like if we're going to talk about realistically what we're going to see in the Golden Sun 4, um, keep the party at four people mm. so yes. that we don't have to stretch thin yep. the amount of like useless characters that we ultimately do, don't really have to care about. Because I feel like Matthew and maybe Spada were like the only important characters. And Amity for obvious storyline reasons that I'm not going to spoil. Mm -hmm. But I think if you just kind of kept like four people and then if you wanted to keep like, because I know the Lost Age had, you know, the main party and like the original party. So maybe you would have like the original kids like Matthew, um, 
Karis and the other two. I'm sorry, I forget their names off the top of my head. But then like the back party can maybe be like half Golden Sun, half the Lost Age or something. So you kind of keep eight characters, but you don't have to spend too much time having a you know going over like a new backstory for each character and you're you're already familiar you've got the kids you've got the parents you know what they're capable of maybe now you can spend some time like fleshing out the story having things make a little bit more sense and yeah to that i I think an interesting thing to do would be uh sorry i cut you off no no go for it go cj um like, did any of you ever play Final Fantasy 13 and how, like, for the first half of the game, it's like you keep switching back and forth between like different parties. Like mm-hmm. at one point, you're at one point you're just snow or like snow and fang, and then at one point you're Saz and Vanille, and then at one point you're lightning and hope, and you keep like switching back and forth between them until everybody meets up. Mm-hmm. Something something like that, where like if you had, I think it could work, and I think Chrono Cross does this too where you have party members that come and go but you still get to swap back and forth between like every single uh, party dynamic so that you still are able to swap back and forth and play uh, each different party and level them up and get to know them a little better without having to like sideline anybody specifically. Right. I think I think it's less of an issue of sort of like sidelining uh, the party members than it is just the, the way the game is like telling their stories, I guess. Because um, mm. the issue with Dark Dawn was you had like your party was basically eight new characters uh, with mm-hmm. the exception of maybe uh, Elolio because he was a baby in the Lost Age. Yep. But even then, you know, he was a baby. He didn't have a personality. Um <laughs> his personality <laughs> was baby <laughs> and he used that he used move that one time and i was just like dude what the hell <laughs> this uh, tiny touch how, how are you, up to be how a are you using synergy you are a baby <laughs> this is why you don't underestimate babies yeah true. Just, just saying <laughs> if, if the anime beelzebub is anything to go off of yeah, oh god <laughs> Oh, and and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stars oh. Crusaders. Uh, oh fuck! Yeah, that that was a great episode. Oh my god! <laughs> it's very um, clear that I still need to see JoJo. Yeah. I've never watched <laughs> it. <laughs> At the very least, um, like I, it's it's one of those series that like I do suggest reading the manga as well if you can. Um, okay. There's something there's something magical about like the, those older <laughs> volumes. Um, okay. But uh, but anyways, like about Dark Dawn, you know, you have eight new characters, and it's like you're trying to reintroduce the world, right? You have eight new characters. There's a new storyline, and yet they it feels like Hamlet tried to carry the whole story. It's like they didn't give the characters much love because it's like, hey, these guys are the kids of you know the previous game's protagonists. And they didn't really do much aside from that. It felt like they gave Sveta some love, but that was about it. Mm. Um so that, that was kind of so that was kind of my issue here. It's like if they don't want to give love to like new characters, why not just bring back the old characters so we kind of know who they are already and we don't need to like spend time, right? Thinking about where they're coming from. And maybe that means that if they don't have to do that, they can give love everywhere else in the game. We don't have to worry too much about where the characters came from. We love the characters for who they are already from the beginning. Um, and I think that definitely would help with the world building and narrative a little bit. 
that's it. Yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to process. <laughs> uh, CJ, sorry, remind me one more time. What was the original question? <laughs> it was uh, say say like another Golden Sun game was coming out. Like, would you want to see like anything new, anything old returning, ah. anything revamped, cut out completely, etc. Okay. Like, yeah. how would that go? Kind of building off of uh, what's kind of already been said. Um, I mean, I, I was a huge fan of the original cast and I, I did like their kids to an extent because it was like, oh, this is, you know, building off the history of the previous characters. But I agree that I think Dark Dawn just tried to do too much in a single game with and didn't do really any of it well. Um, especially with the original Golden Sun, uh, GS1 and GS2 were originally supposed to be the same game. And then it was because of limitations of the actual system, it was split into two games. And I think that allowed time to get to know the characters, to really flesh out this fun storyline, uh, to see these characters, you know, kind of come into their own. Um, and it still allowed for new characters to be added into the second game that still felt like they were part of this kind of ongoing whole. Um, I think if they were to try to add, you know, even more characters on top of what we've seen, or, um, I, I think it could get overwhelming with just the amount of content there. And if they handled it well, either by, you know, kind of like you were saying, CJ, of like swapping out your parties on occasion, where like you're focusing on these four characters for this part of the plot and these four characters for the next part of the plot, I could kind of see that working, especially if, uh, they kind of pulled a, here's the villain situation and you're playing as the villains for a little while and here's the good guys and their situation. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see a fourth game, <laughs> if it means Dark Dawn 2. Um, mm. There would yeah. need to be some pretty significant improvements from what happened with Dark Dawn to feel like putting all of the effort and all of the like love and care that I do genuinely think the development team tried to put in uh, into a sequel, they, there would have to be some pretty big fixes uh, put in place for that for, for me in particular, at least. Um, I would love to see, you know, the Dijin continue because they're one of my favorite parts about the games. I would obviously would love to see the cast continue because I love those characters. Um, just thinking in terms of like how some other franchises have done it, like Legend of Zelda, for instance, you know, it's been kind of the same main protagonist for most of the games. It's been Link, Zelda, and some combination therein of, you know, those two characters. Um, and it, you know, there's very little that you have to establish about those characters in those games because there's a certain expectation that Link is usually the hero and Zelda is usually a heroine of some kind. Um, there's still character to them, but there's not as much of a need to focus. And I think if, uh, to kind of both your points, if they continue with that, with bringing in the kids and uh, the parents, for lack of a better word, uh, from the original game, I think there's an opportunity there to do more with the world and to see how much this world has evolved and changed uh, either after the, you know, the dark dawn has arisen or, you know, whatever happens beyond that plot. Um, I think there's a real change to do some pretty interesting environmental storytelling. Uh, and I would love to see a game in this style tackle that challenge um, and continue to kind of improve upon what we've already seen. Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, no, I totally get it. 
I will say like the interesting thing that I keep hearing, and I was telling this to uh, Andrea before we started, I keep hearing like a really weird rumor here and there that the reason why there's been such a long delay between like Lost Age and Dark Dawn, as well as like why they've probably not made a fourth game in the series is because they've established so much lore regarding Golden Sun's world and its Mm. characters and how everything operates. Like they've established so much that it gets to the point of, um, wait, how do we like continue to build off of like this, 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 that doesn't like conflict with what we've already established. Mm. That in like Camelot Studios, I think doesn't quite have the manpower that they did back in the day to make RPGs. And I'm pretty sure all the staff that worked on Golden Sun is gone too. So the rumor that I hear is like, they may be gearing up for something like major, but you, like, we never know. Sure. I think it's the same kind of thing that you see with, um, you know, series that were really, really good in their heyday or like really did financially well in their heyday, you know, taking Fire Emblem as an example. CJ, I know we had talked about this in the Fire Emblem episode yep. of how Awakening saved the franchise, you know, um, and, and without it, ruined it, right, because fates can die to fire, but uh <laughs> you know it it's without that game i do think the studio the studio probably wouldn't have closed but the studio certainly would have stopped making games as part of that franchise and i think unfortunately camelot ran into a bit of that when dark dawn didn't do as well as they were hoping it would um i'm sure staff was moved on to other projects i'm sure i mean the games industry is not a great uh stable place uh unfortunately for a yeah, lot of people it, who work it's in definitely it. not what it was right right and i mean it's changed right i mean you, you've had franchises that have been around for you know 20 30 years that are still very well established but they change the formula in one way or another or they use certain established nostalgia factors to keep that franchise alive uh, even if you know maybe it should be allowed to kind of die down or whatever the case may be I think for Golden Sun, um, it definitely had its heyday. Uh, I mean, it's listed as one of IGN's top games, you know, from back in the day. Um, it won its awards at the time. I think trying to kind of bring back that feeling would be very difficult to do, given how poorly Dark Dawn did in comparison, if that makes sense. No, I 100% get that. Yeah, I think, and also, you know, how how would you modernize Golden Sun mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, in, in the 2020s, basically? Because um, if they're going to bring back the franchise, I think it, it's it's not just what what do we do, like, what do we add to what we had, right? Like, they, they can't really just add, it's... There, it's an old franchise at this point. I think it would have to do something different, and that might just be too much. Um, that's why I also think, you know, after a reboot, if let's say, you know, theoretically they remake the game and it does well, I think a spiritual successor would also mm. be the most likely next step because then they can modernize, they can sort of modernize their ideas without having them sort of directly related to the Golden Sun brand. I mean, it's exactly what... Um, like, look at what Square Enix is doing with their IPs. You know, they have Final mm. Fantasy, they have their big brand, 
that's constantly innovating and trying new things and all that and so forth. But like, that's why they have Bravely Default. That's why they have um, Octopath Traveler, Triangle, Triangle Strategy, Strategy yeah. uh, which is an excellent freaking game. Oh my God. Um, as much like, as I hated the demo, I did end up getting it. It's like, I'm telling you after like, like the first, I enjoyed the first two hours, um, even though they were in fact very slow, but like the game just keeps getting better. Like it's so That's good. That's good to know. Um, because yeah, from, I... what, from what I remember of playing the demo, I'm like, this is the driest, most boring story presentation I have ever witnessed. The five minutes of gameplay that I actually got to play, was really great. And the, 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 they have like a very like political, politically driven storyline that doesn't really have a business. It doesn't really have any business being as well done as it is, I feel. Huh. Um, okay. So I definitely recommend it. But anyways, no, the, the whole point is that like what Square Enix is doing is, you know, Fall Fantasy is way too far gone at this point to really mm-hmm. revert to a previous formula. Mm. What they can do is create different IPs um, to satiate the needs of fans such as myself that kind of crave sort of like the old, like, like those older games um so on and so forth and that's why they have these different ips and i feel like if camelot really wants to make if they really want to bring back the golden sun fan base it is probably better that they just do a spiritual successor uh but again how many golden sun fans are there who would go for a spiritual successor for golden sun you know that's kind of the big question yeah maybe maybe if there was like a remaster of the of like maybe the first two games first and then they do a spiritual successor Oh, 100%. Like, if they if they um, package the first two games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I and think then, I, come, I, I don't and then come out with a spiritual successor sometime in the future called yeah. Silver Moon. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be they so already... cute. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they have Lunar Legend already. Let them have their... their <laughs> I guess they can control the moon. Golden yeah. Sun will control the sun. You know. Bakhti um, will use actual sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, gold, gold, sun. That's just a big old ball of synergy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think that would actually be pretty cool if they like for the Switch. You know, you package the first two games into a remake, and then you get to play it on a bigger screen than that tiny little thing mm-hmm. on the on the DS or the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I I really yeah. wish. Like, I I have no idea what I did with my GBA. It's somewhere in my apartment. Um, but I would really love to replay the Golden Sun games on a, a bigger format that just really allows those graphics to pop so much more and you can see things. There's just details that I feel like with that small of a screen and with that limited technology at the time, it was wonderful, but there's so much more they could do with that in with a modern system. And they did, I mean, I know they did uh, re-release the game on the Wii U uh, virtual mm-hmm. console and I think yep. the Wii as well. But not again, we're talking about, but again, we're, oh, not the Wii, okay. Uh, but again, we're talking about a remake. So like mm-hmm. you know, finesse it a little bit and just make it look, make it look sexy, you know? I mean, it's, yeah. al- it's, al- it's already sexy, but like imagine even better. <laughs> again, giant robots. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, giant mecha. <laughs> <laughs> and then ninjas for days. Mm-hmm. Just always ninjas. <laughs> Hashtag always ninjas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the first time, okay, so the ninja class has this, like, single target synergy called, I think, Death Plunge. It's either, I, I think Death Plunge and Death Leap is, like, the evolution. And it's a single target target synergy where uh, 
your character like basically like like they grab the enemy jump up and then like pile drive them um <laughs> like they jump out of the screen and then back down it's the, it's the, such a cool move um and that's what made me fall in love with that class in the first place <laughs> just a suplex and it's like i mean it's not a suplex but it's just, it's a cool move okay i don't know my terms based on this new <laughs> information i'm you. sure your favorite ninja was rock lee wasn't it <laughs> well you know actually it was actually it was <laughs> fair enough <laughs> he's he's 100 my favorite i think after that would probably be yeah probably guy and rock lee mm-hmm. absolute chads <laughs> agreed and that's all the time we have before we go do you guys have anything you'd like to shout out before we finish up Shout out to Camelot. You heard us, babe. You, yeah, you, heard, you heard us, dude. Like <laughs> Nintendo, Camelot, we're just saying Square Enix, like, you know, anybody at this point. If Namco, anybody wants Namco to take Bandai. Over, Namco Bandai, you want to take over Golden Sun? We are here for this. <laughs> Support you. Uh, just talk with Nintendo. I'm sure you can make it work. Like, y'all get money out of it anyway. So, you know, it's a win-win. Fans mm-hmm. get what they want and y'all get what you want. Yeah. And I mean, hey, we're we're passionate about Golden Sun. Like, I I would never Lost Age and Golden Sun, my two favorite games of all time. I will always love them, no matter what happens in the future. Yeah, I've cosplayed mm-hmm. from Golden Sun. I've done you know Hell, fan yeah. creations from Golden Sun. That game, both of those games, will live in, on in my heart for forever. Like, it, they're some of my fondest childhood memories um, in terms of like video games. Like those those have stuck with me all these years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And also, can I just say really fast? I know we're closing out, but like, I'm really surprised we just went through like an hour or so of Golden Sun conversation. We didn't even talk about the shipping community. Oh, the shipping community is lovely. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe we didn't mention that in over an hour. That's like synonymous with Golden Sun. <laughs> I actually kind of forgot that was a thing, <laughs> which is surprising because I ran into a lot of that when I was at the conventions yeah. in cosplay. <laughs> that's 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 another like three and a half hours of discussion yeah yeah so cj if you want to do a second episode of golden sun (laughs) just about the shipping just let us know this is not something i'm versed in but i guess (laughs) i guess this is something to let the two of you take over for (laughs) i mean if we just want to talk about shipping and video games in general that's like a 12 to 15 hour conversation i mean what game i mean shit that's an episode right there (laughs) But yeah, like this is a fun episode. Thanks to both of you again for coming on the show again. Thanks for of having course. me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And keep keep in mind, because I've just started recently doing this too. If you do three episodes, then you get to request an episode. Ooh. Oh, let's go. Oh. So okay. we're at so we're at like two for both of you because I keep track of this shit in my head. So <laughs> if we work together and we do a shipping recommendation as an episode, yo. We have four between the two of us. I'm just saying. All right, all right. I see, I, I see you. You see where I'm going? Like, you know, just, we'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll work this out. Just We're, just out of shot is me, like, clutching my chin with my finger, and I'm just like, how would that, like, four episodes, how would that work? It wouldn't, CJ. Like, that's, that's the problem, because that, that goes down a very deep rabbit hole of a number of things, both problematic and wonderful. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) (laughs) Next time on Dragon Ball Z. That's our show. Shipping. (laughs) 
But yeah, that's our show. Thank you everyone so much for listening and please stay tuned for the next episode. Have a good day and take care.